clear. We are the weirdos. I am God. What? I tried to warn her. I love, I unabashedly love JLC in this. I don't think we need more Laurie Strode. I think we get no, just either. the right amount. And I'm, I'm, because I think they do her well. And so, when, so what we get is super horny Allison right off the bat. And what it's juxtaposed with is Allison and like the weird misogyny happening. Not weird misogyny. The explicit misogyny happening from mm-hmm. her boss, the doctor. Yeah. Who um, comes at her really loud in that scene when, and like she accidentally bumps into the tray and drops it or whatever and he like comes at her and as soon as the doctor leaves um Corey says something and i'm just paraphrasing but it's something like um if you let men talk to you like that it's gonna make you sad even if you think it won't yeah it's gonna make you sad even if you think it won't i was like are you nine like (laughs) what kind of that moment i was like oh no it's gonna be kills it's gonna be halloween kills i know it these men we're supposed to root for men that we don't want to root for because kills really force feeds rooting for men that we don't want to root for and even has that line where judy greer tells like the worst person in it like all's forgiven when like he's definitely responsible for people dead yeah and it's like not forgiven and then she dies so it's like "Mm." but in this moment in this moment i actually think the movie and i don't want to go give it too much credit but I have to because I love it. I think it might be self-aware that he is talking to her about men and that things she doesn't have to do. And it's kind of a trap for her. Like, it's like, I'm I don't ta- think the movie knows it's talking about men. I think the movie, I think this is a, I think there, this would be like a more all lives matter situation where it's like, oh. people shouldn't talk to people that way. Cause I don't think this, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't credit the sh- the shepherds of this movie with an astuteness, awareness enough gender commentary. Let me wind way. it back. The way I choose to interpret this scene, I love that Corey does some weird misogynistic shit yeah. in response to somebody else's misogynistic shit. I completely buy that. As a way to like entice this girl to taking him out. I think I've seen it and happen you know what? so many you times. You know what does make sense about Corey? We've already... We uselessly have already met one shitty ex of Allison, and it's a fifty-year-old yep. police officer. So we know her that taste is, isn't that good. Is, that is not a man her age. No. So and she she's clearly so hot, has, by the way. She's like the hottest girl in Haddonfield. She's dating. She is the Doug? hottest girl in Haddonfield. Doug hottest girl in Haddonfield. Yeah. What are the biggest reveal there is not even that they have any. It's like when he says that they date her, it feels like the follow-up is going to that he, they dated. It feels like the follow-up is going to be a joke. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't date, we matched on Tinder once, and it was exactly. An oh my god, you're so right. That would have actually justified that scene if she had been like, "Officer, we didn't even go out. We exchanged a few messages." Like, right, if and she had one made of them was clear, a police report, and then you yep, followed up. Like, I mean, exactly. It's exactly. so That's weird. So good. It's so bizarre that they dated. That I have, I have orchestrated a relationship between them in my head that is just amounting to that. Yeah, that's basically he's her stalker. But honestly, <laughs> like, knowing that Allison has poor taste in men right off the terrible. bat really yeah. sets us up for kind of accepting that Corey honestly. talks to her like this. And she's like, fuck yeah, get in my bed. You know she's like, I mean? yeah, okay, so literally the first man I noticed then. Okay, okay. Great. I've got a date to the Halloween party. Here we go. Now, yeah. before we completely move on, we need to talk about um, Nurse Deb, who is straight out of sorority row. Yeah, Nurse Deb. Nurse Deb's a slut. Nurse Deb is a slut and she loves it and loves I'm it. glad she loves it. Like I I say that I say that in a slut walk terminology you guys. Yep. Like Nurse she is, is a, a slutty slut a horror S. movie supporting character and I for one am thrilled she is an influence in Allison's life. We've been waiting for Chugs to make her great return and this isn't yep. quite that. 
But no. but listen, it does have Chug, the ghost of Chugs lives on in Nurse Deb's line. Just I say, like, if it's not sexy, it's not Halloween. It's not Halloween. Oh, you know I'd be friends with her. My God, oh my I'd God, drive you her are friends with Halloween. her. You, this yeah. is this is anybody who it's like, hey, can so and so join us at this movie and I meet them? And it's yeah. like, oh, Nurse Deb's here tonight. Yeah, yeah. cool. Nurse, Nurse Deb's here tonight. And, and Nurse Deb, what I, what I do appreciate about her is, even though she's we're set up to not like her, yeah, she never really does anything that's not likable. She's just not no. great at her job, and then she no. gets the promotion, and it's like, yeah, she's right. fucking the doctor, like. The shittiest thing she does is fuck the doctor who's a piece of shit. But, right. like, she also doesn't call him by his first name. She only calls him doctor. Yep. And she goes to his big Haddonfield house for, like, one of the night of their trysts. She's getting exactly what she needs out of this. Yeah. And that doctor who's only going by doctor, he's getting what he needs out of this. This is consenting adults fucking in Haddonfield. And that, that is fine. Listen, I am somebody who, I am so triggered by workplace relationships in movies i hate when there's any sort of power dynamic that's exploited but i will say in in this case they don't give us any workplace shit they only give us her going to his house and getting what she came there for yeah and in the way that jason x does a really similar thing uh, if you guys just listen to uh bots pod Bot, bot. You may have heard us talk about um, uh, is it Janessa and the doc and the uh, yeah Janessa and the and the and the science guy. This has real Janessa science guy vibes. Um, so you know what? Let's to me it worked. So okay, so here's what there is one thing about Laurie Strode that happens in this film that I think is so real it's heartbreaking. Mm. Um, and it's when she goes to the grocery store and she has that really like she has that mute cute with that um. With the like the sheriff or something, wasn't he? Yeah, I can't remember because he was in the bed next to her in Halloween Kills, but I can't ever remember what active role he played in the storyline because it's like Yeah, he was a cop. They've just had some chemistry in the past and they're in the grocery store and he's learning Japanese on his Rosetta Stone or whatever, and they have like a very (laughs) old person conversation. They don't mention AARP, but missed opportunity. And, you know, it's charming. It's like, oh fuck, Laurie Strode deserves anything outside like any window outside of this storyline. Like, please, somebody, God, Give open that window. Give her some companionship. And it's a missed opportunity of this movie that they don't advance that with Lindsay. Like, they very I clearly agree. present Lindsay as somebody who could have been a person that came into their life after the death of of Judy, Judy Greer, and really become, like, a part of a found family for them. And it's like, wow, that was right there. Like, she could have been over at the house, like, making dinner with them, and you guys just didn't do that. Like, give give Lori relationships right just relationships so you know when this when this tall drink of water i mean in a lot of senses you know in the middle of a desert is there in this grocery store uh probably a food desert because you know the darkness that has overtaken haddonfield i can't imagine they can get groceries anywhere but 7-eleven so no that that produce that all the fruit is rotting too soon it's it's a little too hot in there like the clocks are running backwards yep terrible so I I love that after this one moment that she has that's so sweet and so nice and tender with this man, and I'm like, God, there's hope. She goes out, and um, Sandra, the woman who um, got a thousand knives put into her by Michael Myers in front of her oh, husband right. in the last movie, um, she can't talk, and her sister is pushing her out in a wheelchair, and she comes and harasses Laurie Strode, and it's like, you don't even know her name. Like, mm. you, it's your fault. You tempted, you provoked this man and you sh- when you should have left him alone. And she mm-hmm. blames Laurie Strode for her sister's really unfortunate condition. 
And Lori goes into the car and basically has a meltdown. And in a mm-hmm. really tender moment, he finds her at the car and kind of checks in. And she's not really able to respond because immediately she's flown back into that place that she has spent most of the series. Yeah. Which is this woman who is taking too much responsibility for something that's not her fault. And all of her trauma and grief comes back and she is incapable of ripping her shirt off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She is. She is incapable of that. She cannot show her grief tits in the parking lot of Ralph's. She cannot follow her own advice in that moment. Yeah. And it's a real shame. And I think that that speaks to the strength of this movie. I That's one, because everything after this is just fun. But that moment, that moment, I was like, I don't know how it read for you, Jordan, but it felt really real to me. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is a great actress. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is a great actress. And the reason, the reason Lori uh, persists as she does is because it's like Sydney. We always want to be back with Sydney. And oh, fortunately, yeah. I think Sydney's been given more opportunities to be different kinds of victim than Lori has been. She has been given more bad bitch moments. She has been given more wry comedic one-liners. Right. And it is such a treat to get to watch Jamie Lee Curtis get to bring different things to Lori that she's so capable of doing, but that the movies don't actually give her that many opportunities to do. You're right. And I think that's ultimately my biggest problem actually with this whole trilogy. And I, and ends does the same thing. It never knows what to do with Andy Matichak. It never mm. knows what to do with Allison. And that's, yeah. Allison. It, like, the, it could, like, it, this could have been, I would have loved the version of this. I would have liked it even more. I would have loved the version of this where, like, she really does dark side with Corey. And, like, they're out there fucking killing people together. Ooh. And, like, either Lori has to take down her own child, her own granddaughter, or they got to take her down. Like, Something that gives Allison a choice because she is just subject to everyone else's behavior this entire trilogy when it's trying to tell it's like with one hand, it's like giving you a note that says Allison is cut from the cloth of Lori and they're bad bitches. But then with the other hand, it's giving the reality of the situation, which is that she is just subject to other people's whims the entire time. Yeah. And that's really the only, my only gripe with ends is just being like, man, I wish she had been like, I love how Corey makes the choice to end his own story um, by, uh, I suppose we'll say it, we've gone far enough. He fucking kills himself to ruin Lori's life. He kills himself to ruin Lori's life because he embarks on a, a romance with Allison. Lori's trying to take him down. I love the like showing up in Corey's fucking house where she could be a figment of his imagination being like, I'm going to take you down. And they have their like villain hero detente. I think that's great shit. And then when he realizes that it's all going down because now he's a murderer and he's the protege slash boyfriend of Michael Myers, he's in her house and he's like, if I can't have, he says for the second time, if I can't have Allison, no one can. Fucking kills himself on her floor in front of her right when Allison walks through the door. Love. Love. And it's another way that Allison is just watching someone else make a decision reacting to it, which is really, it's it's a big bummer. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna, well, if you're gonna keep giving me men in this franchise that are gonna take over the story... You have to serve the women better that you put in and alongside them to balance out the fact that you just keep making this a story about guys. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like a really great example of where this where we see this play out and kind of fails Allison and also Mm -hmm. Kyle is even just when she's she has her big night out partying with Mm -hmm. Corey 
at the at the end of the town thing and there is at this, the hottest club in town the hottest the, club in it's, town it's only bar <laughs> it's only bar it is a shack i love it i went to a gay bar like this growing up um that is such a rural gay bar <laughs> it looks like i mean it has one pool table and a pe- and people with a lot of opinions perfect this is yeah. real and so she goes out to this thing, and of course Corey's going to run into um, uh, Jeremy's mom. Who's yeah, like, the little. Oh, are you out mom. having fun? And you have the you you dared to take this mask off or whatever. Yeah, and has to be pulled away by Kyle Richards in a glorious recreation of that meme. That Kyle yeah. Richards oh meme. my, that's an outstanding moment. What what a fun fun moment. But here's what happens: we're really Allison comes out follows Corey, and Corey like lashes out at her for his bad night and she just stands yeah. there with her hands outstretched and just and all of the drama literally like hands like like palms is he gonna... up hands in front of her like alms alms like, for the poor when you're like asking somebody give me like oh i need the keys babe or whatever like you like, put your hand out but you put two out because you have two out. sets of keys I don't know. Her hands are out like you're going to play the hand slap game with her. Like where you're going to rest her hands on top of hers and she's going to flip hers to try and hit you before I'm away. That's her hands how... are out like she's holding two imaginary pieces of fruit, but they're both rotting because they came from the store that Lori Strug was shopping from earlier. Un- unnaturally just, just placed up and before her in the most preposterous fucking fashion. And so what we have now is Allison who's... Again, just completely entangled in a man's decision to walk away or stay. Totally. And so it's a bummer because she's so underserved here. But the drama of the hands outstretched is like, oh my God. okay, she's underserved. But I'm going to get into the camp of this moment. I was screaming. You were there. I was yeah. screaming at those outstretched hands. Because it's and like, she, like, he walks away from her and it just leaves her in this position where she's just standing still with her hands in a way you would never extend your hands to a person. No. She doesn't try to take his hands. She just puts her hands flat out and uh, it's Guys, unbelievable. I, love it. I want that And meme. all they had to give her in that moment was two was pieces a, of rotted fruit for her to hold. Two pieces of rotted fruit or just the opportunity to say, the opportunity to say, like, you know what? Get over your fucking self. We've all got Thank problems, you. okay? Hey, like, it's just, not just you, not buddy. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. It's like, yeah, you made a miscalculation by being like, hey, you should come to this public place with me. I know the only thing I know about you is that you killed a little boy and the entire town hates you because you're out of jail now and your life is ruined and you kind of live on probation and you work in an auto body shop and you are a villain where we live. But he also completely had the agency to be like, you know what? You want to head out of town and go somewhere else where nobody knows us and we can just sit and have a really polite coffee because here there's just so much wrapped up in both of us. We're not going to be able to have oh my like, God, that's so a relaxed conversation. Like, of course, that couldn't happen because we can't go on a side quest to a town next to Haddonfield. But she could have been like, I am so fucking tired of people telling me who I am. Yes. And they just don't. And they just fucking don't. It's like they put all their, like, she kicks ass quotient into Lori. So they ran out of juice to give Annie Matichak anything to do when she has been, like, fighting for her life, this whole franchise, to have something. Allison's going to take a DNA test in the next movie and find out she's not even a Strode. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that is exactly. You're so fucking. She doesn't have an ounce of I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Yeah. The entire time. And it sucks because they eliminated Judy Greer's character, which means that. It really Allison should be rising up in her own and really Completely. having something. And so it's it's tough because I actually think that um, a woman who is able to speak up to Corey in that way would be somebody who Corey would see as a challenge and then be yeah. more interested in pursuing in the way that he pursues her. Like, more interested in throwing her on the back of his mic- motorcycle, you know? Yeah. Which, by the way, okay, so 
this scene happens or whatever. The the bullies come and find Corey. They throw him off the side of the edge. And I love that this movie, by the way, has no fucking bully sympathy. Because usually it's like, no. oh, the bully's misunderstood or whatever. It's like, because he has a shitty dad. And Corey, like, looks at this kid and he's like, I know what it looks like when somebody hates you. And your father yeah. fucking hates you. And it's yeah, because like, he sees his yes. dad slapping him around at the auto body shop. Mm-hmm. And so that's what prompts... um. I, I, bully terry i think uh to just push him over the edge of the bridge and he's like i didn't do it which i love because it's like guess what a lot of murderers up here in haddonfield yeah a yeah. lot of yeah. murderers he's like truly could have been anybody could, <laughs> like, like like find somebody to blame it on because yeah we're for doing... him, like that's truly a perfect crime yeah honestly you want to kill somebody join a join the marching band and live in haddonfield you'll get away with yeah it. and and kill the guy that everybody in the town hates that when people are already vigilante murdering anyway yeah people like people love vigilante murderers here you yeah. are fine. So yeah, they love copycats. They love vigilantes. They're 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 in hell. Corey goes over the edge and like it into the sewer. Um, Michael Myers pulls him into a drain pipe, and what is honestly a very scary wide shot. It's very scary. Yeah. And that's the moment when you realize, wait, are we like we're past Act One and we're finally meeting Michael? Yeah. And it's like, which honestly, I I I, cool. I, I appreciate people. Um, I get it if you want to turn, tune in to a, a Halloween to see Michael Myers and that if if that's totally. what you're there for, this is going to be like a downer for you. I personally find Michael to be very boring I and I've seen a lot of him over the years. So I, I, I the amount of Michael, mask. the amount of Michael we get in this movie, I'm actually a big fan of. Same. Oh my God. Jordan, same. I, I think I the amount we get is perfectly deployed. I think any more Michael and, and it, it would have been, it would have been ruined. I think, and the and where they place him is great. We get Michael inside the cave, like fucking Corey up, but like not really because Corey's going to be his new butt buddy predecessor. Well, yeah, we we get Michael fucking Corey, but not really. Guys. <laughs> what I mean, Corey. Okay, so Corey has this moment with Michael inside the cave where they have like a like a close up of the of his eye, and then like a bunch of montage that like lets you know that some of him is like transferring into Corey. Fantastic, great. Upload him. Corey Evil gets goes an upgrade. into a bar in cruising, finds an older daddy who's going to show him the way, and then they embark on a relationship together. Well fucking said. So first kill, Corey like kills a, a an unhoused man outside who is yeah. like, I'm Michael Myers. Finish what you started or whatever. And then Corey takes that guy's knife and then kills him. And it's like, what? I feel a little confused. Ready to move on. It's fine. He goes home, washes the blood off. Seems to have like a really emotional response. But the kill that interests me is when Corey's like, because Corey's number one objective is just to date Allison. And Allison's number one objective yeah. is to like wryly smile. And so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is to fuck someone in this movie. Yes. And so they're doing this at the diner. Not fucking, but um, she's smiling. He's trying to date. And, yeah. um, and he, <laughs> yeah. as an actor, has this incredible moment where he's just revealing completely mundane information and crying. I love it. I'm like, this is so over the top. This man is unhinged. Allison's having no detectors. She's like, trauma has erased my red flags. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, all of them. Love it. Just like looking at it. And Doug, fucking zero out of 10 cop Doug comes yeah, from stalker x doug cops in this town are this is maybe the most believable thing i've ever seen are having at this fast food joint the cops in this town are in this joint that sells what do they sell bon me uh-huh euros okay hamburgers and fries great perfect bon me perfect combo yeah. that gives you the idea of where this place is yeah. um every cop in this town which is nine of them are sitting at a table um opening presents that have been very well wrapped it's, they're having a they're having a birthday party yeah with balloons and party bags for one of the cups at the table it fully looks like a child's birthday it is it is a, and it he leaves this child's birthday mm-hmm. slash for one of his coworkers to go 
harass somebody in a restaurant, which feels very much like a police thing to do. And Corey's not having it. And instead, what is interesting is um, Fuckface Doug kind of backs off and he's like, all right, yeah, whatever. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And then Doug does what a cop would do. And he fucking follows Corey afterwards. Yeah. And Corey knows he's being followed. So Corey lures him down to like Michael Myers um, sewer trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what follows is oh. so homosexual. This alone sets this movie in a league apart from every other Halloween. Y'all are trying like, to make Friday the 13th. Uh, Jason goes to hell gay and it is. But you're looking at that and you're thinking that's gay. Guys, put this in. This is like haze code level homo horror. This is a whole other like conversation that we're not going to have here today. But just think about that. The gay entries, Halloween ends, Jason goes to hell and um, Freddy's nightmares or Freddy. Uh, sorry. Uh, part Friday. Th- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare? part two. No. Oh, uh, no Freddy's revenge. Sorry. Oh yeah. Brain. Um, those are all possession films where the killer tries to take over men mm-hmm. and they are so gay. And in this They're case, so they were like, you know what? Hit the gas. So they have like Corey holding Doug like from behind. Ask, while... And he, he says to Michael, show me, me how, how to do it. it. As Michael's like, Michael's like, he's, he's decrepit at this point. Like thrusting his fucking dick knife. He is, he's, he's hunched. He's not well. Show me how to do it, daddy. And he is, and he, show me how to do it. And he is holding this writhing man of uh, like, he's on the ground. He's seated. So he's holding this man up against him. Their bodies are spooning. And Michael walks up to him with his phallic weapon and starts like, labored breathing plunging this knife over and over again into this cop as Corey looks like euphorically satisfied yep. and terrified yep. and he and 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 michael is getting his life back like we're, we get this kind of like supernatural moment almost of like he was losing his power but then when yes. he killed again he got it back you know when you and have that so, older friend who's going through a divorce and you're like oh my god they've lost their power and they they're lost like going their spark. Out. They find that 22-year-old. They bring him to your party. It's a little bit weird. You're like, why? Who's that child yeah. that they're with? Yeah. <laughs> but suddenly they've they've got their life back. That's Michael Myers. Yeah. Michael Myers That's has Michael found Myers. his 22-year-old. And and Corey is panting, and Michael is trembling. Oh my god! Like trembling it is a two-way and street here. This shaking. is not. This is not like. Hey, let's look at this through a certain lens. This is like Corey is like, uh, on the thrust. And Michael is like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't it, it say is, yeah, but he looks like it. It is. It is. It is one of the it's one of the most graphic sex scenes I have seen in 2022. Right. It is so erotic considering I'm not attracted to Doug or Michael Myers. Uh-huh. I am so uh, turned on by what's happening. I'm just like, this is an er- this is an erotic thriller. Continue. It is. It is an erotic thriller. It is an it is an erotic thriller between Corey and Michael Myers, and it is an erotic thriller between Corey and Allison in the deeply '90s sense of like a woman making irrational decisions far too quickly for a mysterious man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. Oh my god! Wow. It is two erotic thrillers happening in a slasher, and like it is like in this. The town of Two erotic thrillers. Oh, yeah, I could just see that trailer. God, Uh, this scene, we were screaming. Beloved Margot, Botpod Margot, couldn't be there 
But this is so fucking her, like, gender jam. Yes. We were, like, yelling about how upset that we were that she wasn't watching this extremely homoerotic surrogate penetration scene. It is. I'm curious to hear what straight people think when they see it. So straight people, tag me. I'm curious. What that scene look like for you? Did you feel that? Did you guys read that as gay at all? Did it make you gay at all? I don't know. I was so, I was like, I can't, it was that one of those things that's so gay that only straight people could make it because they have no idea what they've done. Yes. Oh my God. So well fucking said. They have no idea what they've done to pull back on it. Because yes. it doesn't occur to them what they're showing us. It's like when they so shoot there wasn't like a, a scene in a hey, locker think... room, like with two yeah. naked guys talking and one slaps the other's ass, but like they're besties. Yeah. It's like that kind of gay, but like more. No, it's not even that. It's like Top Gun gay. It's so, it's like Top Gun, the 30 minute musical under El Casita gay, <laughs> which I have attended. Oh my and God. Jealous. It, yeah. No, you would have loved it, Sam. We were Jesus. talking about you while we were there. Um, it. But it just, it is that, you guys, this moment on its own, I'm sorry, it it sets it apart. It, it, everything anybody says about this movie being bad and like that it's like yeah. the petition organized to like actually, even if it, even if it is, even if you don't like it, this scene is so fucking unbelievable. Yep. It instant Hall of Fame. Instantly. Instant Hall of I don't Fame, care. honestly. This, this is getting you plus points on the overall score. Um, this yeah. scene is what gives it its handicap because it's like, okay, great. And honestly, the follow-up where he kills the doctor and nurse Deb in his little scarecrow mask that he was wearing the night he went out dancing yeah. also feels very gay. Oh, super gay. Then he's out with his boyfriend and he's they're, now they're doing the thing together that they bonded over yes. when he's like, show me how to do it. And, like, him bringing him into this, like, life of sin is just, like, it's, like, this is a movie about a boy who discovers he's into kink. Yes. And oh, like, my God. Yes. And, so like, the person back... who's going to show him, yes. like, grab him by the hand and be, like, there's a whole world awaiting you. Show me how to do it. And when he when he goes back to Allison's house, and because earlier there's a scene where he doesn't want to fuck. Like, basically, she's, yeah. like, come inside. And he's, like, nah, some other time. Yeah. That night, he's, like... Yeah, I'll come inside. Yeah, he. Oh God! And he they are charges going into stick. her home in a threatening way. Yeah, it it feels like because they want you to think like, oh, is he gonna kill her too? And it's like, no, this just actually turned. He's just so horny from his time with dad. Yeah, daddy. That like now he's going up the stairs. Daddy Myers yeah. is outside watching, but so is Laurie Strode. It's kind of weird. But like, yeah, it's it is an extremely bisexual moment. Very. <laughs> Which is why I love when my bisexual boyfriend was watching um, Allison climb on the back of the motorcycle. And he's like, that should be Michael Myers. It, and and I, I, not saying anything about that at all, a friend responded to me on Twitter. And I was talking about this movie being erotic thriller. And she was like, but why wasn't Michael on the back of the motorcycle? Like, yep. the people know. The people know. The people fucking know. The people know. The people wanted it. Blumhouse released the Michael Myers motorcycle cut. We know it's released, out there. Give us the bound to video that is Michael Myers Blum, and Blum, Corey. Listen, Blumhouse, listen. Listen. How many endings have you reshot? So, <laughs> yeah. so many endings, right? You guys just do that. Just throw, throw a little money. Throw a little money on one little shot. Put Michael, one, on the back, put Michael on the back of that motorcycle. Slip it on the Blu-ray. Nobody will ever know. Two people. It's two people and one motorcycle. Just give get a skeleton to crew together. You can do it. Fucking I'll shoot it, please. I mean, seriously, just let me shoot yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, like... at this point. Um, I think the other kill that I think is excessively gratifying or kill sequence is the junkyard bullies. 
Oh, it is out. People, I, 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 and this is just a matter this of taste, but thing, like. But I have not seen people talking about this scene. That's the thing. Like, people kept, in a lot of the responses, like, oh, but like, kills was like, it had the best kills. There was like, there's the most what? death. There's most like blood and guts. And that's really satisfying for a lot of people. And this isn't, I'm not hating on them for thinking that kills no, 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 the best I kills. Just, this but has... this, people are, I, I've been surprised at the lack of conversation around how excellent the deaths are in Halloween the, ends. That's in Halloween ends. The are slutty some of the best nurse of the getting pegged to a wall oh on a butcher God. knife. Like the the fucking like the the gay gay sex kill, the everything that happens with Michael Myers in the end, Corey versus himself, and the junkyard scene, yes. the auto shop scene is tremendous stuff. It is absolutely stellar, and I will say there's also one other kill that was filmed but wasn't released because I can I confirmed it the other day. Um, I ran into Darcy from Joe Bob. You know that show? Like oh she's right, like yeah. The male- yeah. She's in the and movie. And she's in the movie. She's like the at the radio station, there's a radio station kill which is like fucking I mean, the radio guy is super annoying, so it's great when we see him killed and his tongue falls onto a vinyl record player and starts skipping the the record player. I mean, like yeah. fuck, that's cool. So I guess Darcy said they actually filmed a death scene with her where she had to hang in a sling for like 2 hours while he stabbed her. And Oh my yeah. god. And she's like it's going to be on the Blu-ray. So I'm like Fuck yeah, I can't wait to see that extra sequence. But going to the junkyard bullies, these junk these bullies show up and they like to go fuck up his motorcycle or whatever because yeah. or because it's his place of work. I don't know. How do you fuck things up at a junkyard? It's a junkyard. But right. you know, they're in the marching band. So what are you gonna do? They're not great. Yeah, what are you gonna do? They're new to being bullies. I don't know. So they get there and basically Corey hunts them one by one in this fucking junkyard in the and it is awful. It is it is it is out it is excellent violence it is it's what you if you show up for the violence to a slasher movie this movie really delivers this movie really delivers on its deaths every single death gets worse in that sequence yeah and there's a moment where a girl climbs a barbed wire fence to the other side because she's being chased by a truck and then the truck just goes over the fence crushing her under it and she's still alive screaming (laughs) she's still alive that's not even the end of her man (laughs) while her friend gets a blowtorch to his mouth and she just knows she's he's coming for her next and there's nothing she can do and that is yeah terrifying it's it's it it's and it looks incredible it's it's shot really well stomps her and it looks real you know i've seen so so many head stomps and they all look like that it, you're like, I've been there. Um, it really, I and I think that a thing about this movie that I actually, a thing that really does set it apart for me from other Halloweens is I'm, you know, with the repetition, it's why I like Season of the Witch because it does something a little different. Michael just being a momentum-based killing machine, just kind of cutting a swath in front of him, like he's just Godzilla walking in a straight line. And if you get in his path, you get in his path yeah. and his path goes to, goes to his prime prime directive, which is usually Laurie, but you know, then there are other heroes, heroines. This movie is a revenge movie. Yes. Like everybody oh God, right. who dies in this pretty much, pretty much it's, these are sin hunters. These are morality kills. You're right. Like we go for, we do punish the slutty nurse and we pun like, you know, but it's going to happen. This is a horror movie. The side right. characters are going to eat it. We punish the misogynist doctor. That's like when Corey's getting his training wheels off for killing people, he goes straight to the doctor that hurt Allison. Uh-huh. And the girl happens to be there, so she's got to go too. The guy, like, we kill the cop who was shitty to Allison and who's a cop who is shitty and was, and was, and was a dick to Corey as well. We kill the entire marching Junkyard band. bullies. All of them suck. 
even the girl that was complicit in not telling anybody, hey, guess what? Watching a crime and not saying anything about it, you still get Michael Myers. Sorry, by Corey. Yeah, like he only, he surfaces from his sewer to go sin hunting with Corey and all of the people generally, until it becomes like the Strode showdown, they go take out the fucking shock jock who like is an asshole in this town who exploits people's grief and tragedy. Like everybody who dies in this movie, there's an agenda behind. I like the, I really like that aspect of it a lot. I think it's really fun. And I think it it is it is where the Corey of it, I think, helps this movie do more. Mm, and I, I like agree. that Michael is then aligned. I like that Michael is aligned with another person because it suggests that Michael can experience a connection yep. in whatever way that is. Whether it's like going into the drift of mind melding or if he's like, I see protege in you. Like whatever it is, the fact of him partnering up with somebody gives him something interesting. Yeah. And so I think that actually about this movie works super well. I agree. I, I It really sets me up for at that, when, when the story does return to Laurie Strode, I feel satisfied with what I've seen. I truly do. I'm yeah. like, wow, this, this all works for me. So basically at that point, Allison's like, Corey's been saying the whole time, he's like, let's get out of town. Or yeah. if you want to burn it down, let's burn it down. All this like weird shit like that. And yeah. she's like, and she's very said, like terrorist manifesto. Oh, stuff. for sure. He's got a book somewhere that she hasn't read and it's all handwritten, but it is typed up on Reddit. And oh, we're going to find his chat logs after oh this in what in the message boards that he's been posting in. You know, the things that he's bought at Walmart are going to come back to haunt him. Oh, I just, yeah. This is a guy who when she sees all of these red flags, she never says no thanks. That's the thing. So she is yeah. um, she is. I was going to say yes, Anding. She's like comma Anding, I guess, the whole time. Because she's not really doing much more than com- than being a comma in his no. story. But like... She's not. She... It's happening around her and she doesn't stop any of it. So by the time he's like, let's leave town. And she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, let's leave. Yeah. Um, Lori's like pretty upset by this. And I get it because it's like, hey, girl, we don't have anybody left but each other. Like, let's take care of each other for a little bit. And maybe yeah. not make a, a rash decision about a guy that's like... Got really nice lips for sure, but like doesn't seem like he has much else. She doesn't say that about his lips, but I was thinking it. Yeah. They're great lips. And so Lori like kind of goes off the deep end here. We get a lot of her internal monologue. She calls 911 and yeah. reports her, her own suicide. Um, And she has a very tender moment where she looks at her lock screen and we see Judy Greer. And that yeah. made me really sad because that made me really sad. It made me sad for one for the movie that I didn't get because I wish Judy was here. But also it made me sad because it felt like she really was affected by Judy's death. And it's really rare in slasher films that we get to see characters be affected by the death of Mm -hmm. somebody they cared about. Once they're gone, they're gone, especially in a series. Like maybe a throwaway line, but that moment where she like, you see that that's something she looks at every time she opens her phone is like, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that she lives on with somebody else other than you and I, friend. Yeah. And so what we get is the sequence that you see in the trailer, which... Yes, it's spoiled in the trailer, but it's still just as magnificent seeing it as it's it happens. It's really satisfying. Because it does feel like Lori's going to kill herself. And it's yeah. like, and, and with the history of this filmmaker and this trilogy, you're like, oh, she's probably going to kill herself. Honestly, it's on the table. Right. Nothing is off limits, and this is probably going to happen. And then you see that sad, smooth pumpkin, her indoor jack-o'-lantern, and you're like, pumpkins don't look like that. <laughs> Anything could happen. Anything, guys, if you want to see that pumpkin, go watch the trailer. It's in the trailer. It, does, it is not a pump. What is that? A tomato. It looks like she carved a tomato. <laughs> a giant tomato. But what's fun here is Laurie Strode sets up a suicide so that, like, Corey Myers 
is coming up the stairs. <laughs> Basically, in, yeah. In and it's shot like um, Michael Myers killing his sister, which is really fun. Yeah, it um, is really fun. And it's, so it's a throwback to the first, which we love, um, because it's not too much. It's just enough. Mm-hmm. It's salted with. It's peppered with it in a way that's like, oh, I like that. And when he pushes, she shoots the gun. Guts go everywhere, but it's pumpkin guts. And Lori looks at him and she's like, "You didn't really think I was going to kill myself, did you?" And it's, it's like outstanding. If you didn't scream it's out loud, fucking rad. Then you maybe, I guess, you watched this streaming on Peacock by yourself in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Like, but whereas we watched it streaming on Peacock with a group of people. Yes, and we and we cheered. What a line! What a moment! Lori yeah. has had a story full of choices and agency. Oh my god, she also has fight. This is amazing. Yeah. And she also like takes Corey downstairs, shoots the gun out. She's like, "Okay, I've shot enough. Like, let's talk this out." Basically, yeah. Um, you're not going to take my granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to take my granddaughter. Like, I know you've broke bad. I know there's something going wrong with you. I probably either know or strongly suspect you've been killing people. Like, you don't get to have her. Yep. And there's this moment that you mentioned earlier because he says before it to her, he says to Lori when Lori's like, "Keep away." He's like, "If yeah. I can't have her, no one can." Yeah. And um. And he says, if I can't have her and doesn't finish the sentence and he slits his throat. And why I think that's really smart is he is that guy. He's a guy that has exercised so much control over Allison's life that just he he knows that the loss of his existence, mm-hmm. she's going to pin it on um, Grandma Strode and yeah. that he's going to ruin her life. And that's how little he loves or cares about Allison. It's all about him. And it's been only about him the whole time. He really he he writes checks that he can cash. Because yeah. he he ends his fucking story right there. And he's like, I'm too. not even kidding. I'm gonna I'm I it means more to me to ruin your life with your granddaughter than it does for me to live. Wow. So yeah. fuck you. Wow. Yep. <laughs> wow. At which point Allison does come home and just as he planned. She finds him. She finds Grandma kneeling over, knife in hand, of the dead body yep. of Corey, who like you never loved, you never liked him anyway. In the three days that they have become very significant others, yeah, um, she needs some therapy. She's always known that after her grandma set her up with this person, she's been rooting against him. And by the way, I don't mean that in a bad way either. I mean like therapy really helped me work through a lot of trauma and my issues. And like <laughs> I just I I see Allison and I'm like fuck. I think she could have more of a role in her own life if she just saw. A therapist, like a good therapist. I, I want to get her there. Or, you know, had a better... Well, never mind. Don't say that. I think she could I mean, have been if, written if, differently. If Yeah, if if the writers had cared to, like, give her anything. Yeah. And so... Fortunately, this leads to a... Excellent. The best. I would say... And I'm going to... And listen, I've seen a lot of showdowns because we've gotten to see the scene so many times because it's been... The history of this franchise has been rewritten so many times. But watching Laurie Strode kill michael myers in this sequence amazing did you want Chekhov's microwave check did you want laurie strode crucifying michael myers on a giant cutting board table on her kitchen island great you want to just when you think all hopes lost laurie strode can tip a fridge a total fridge a complete refrigerator on his body shouted put like she opens a knife drawer to pick the knife and i just shouted put all the knives in him and sam just shouted keep wishing keep which had wishing. become a theme in our watching of this because the room just kept shouting the most ridiculous outcomes we could think of and damn near every one of them that we said happened and sure enough 
Lori just starts putting knives in Michael. We should time out to acknowledge that. And I think that's what makes it so great. Like a lot of what we love about um, 70s and 80s films are the wish fulfillment of of revenge films. Like Carrie, I love the wish fulfillment. fulfillment. We love, love, you know, in, in any, honestly, any movie where people are awful and they get to die, we're always like, yeah, that's really fun. Wish fulfillment in horror is a good time. The wish fulfillment that this movie deals in is part partially revenge, but the other wish fulfillment is how crazy chemists get. There's a moment how crazy. where, like, um, uh, what's his name? Corey's mom is just yeah. so she's like this overbearing stereotype. She's like always worrying about him, but like very concerned with who and how he's fucking. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, and I, like I said something at the screen to the effect of like, "Ew, she absolutely wants to fuck her son." And then later we get like a a stolen furious kiss from mom. and I it was like oh my god this is incestuous keep wishing because everything that you're wishing for as this movie's going you're like saying it out loud it just happens it felt like it was a document that was being changed based on what crazy things people were shouting at the screen to do I knew next. Sam had seen it before so I was like Sam are we are we choose your own adventuring the progression of Halloween because everything keeps happening is this the movie you saw before or are we manifesting it yep. in real time because the, and, and to be clear it's not because this movie just hints that these things are going to happen it's that no movie would dare to it has the audacity to do it and it's the more on more that makes this movie Ozterion. It's the more yes, on more. It's twenty twenty two, but this movie is constantly more on more. And the only yep. areas where we're disappointed is where it didn't give enough. Yep, honestly. Like I didn't get enough Allison. I didn't get like, enough. I Kyle didn't get Richards. enough of her story. I didn't yeah, get enough, enough of Lindsay's Kyle story. Richards. I yeah. you know, it's like so those two we wanted more. But you know, I did hear and if rumors are to be believed, that Kyle Richards just wasn't available to come back for the reshoot, and that's why she's not in that ending sequence. But you know who they did get back was the kid from the first movie to be in the yeah. procession. And they did get um, the woman that was in the grocery store scene that couldn't talk. So those things are satisfying, but we'll get there. This kill, this kill where Lori takes on Michael. Oh, by the way, Allison comes home, sees Corey, looks at him bleeding, and it's just like, uh, you suck, Ma, or Grandma. Yeah, like I hate you, Grandma. And leaves. Couldn't believe it. I was so floored. And who knows what the original ending is, but I do know that this ending where Allison gets a, she makes a call and it's because, or gets a call from 911 that says there was, that Lori Strode had reported a suicide. Uh-huh. And she goes back to the house. Thank God. Because at least it makes good. Could the fight have been longer? Yes. Could it have been bigger? Yes. Could it have included Kyle Richards and should it have? Probably because she should have been more of a role in the family. But what we yeah. do get is Allison making a decision. Allison gets that call and decides I'm going back. And she says to Lori Strode, I'm I'm not going to leave you to do this alone. Yeah. Um or something along those lines. And that that to me, she finally makes a choice in this movie for the very first time and it's the right choice and it's to fight side by side with her grandmother Lori. Which we've wanted for 3 films. For 3 and films. And like like he is nailed to this wooden table. He gets his mask strip off of him. And Lori, like, and Lori's fucking doing it this time. By the way, nailed Cut. with a with a knife and a frying pan as the hammer. Yep. Nail. She knife. Yeah. She she and she ensures his immobility. He's got his leg over, hanging over one side of the table, so she crashes the fridge down onto it to like break his leg and leave him pinned. Cuts his throat. After she cuts his throat, he's been bleeding out. She picks up his arm and just goes straight down the vein on an arm. She's like, "I'm opening this fucker up." Yeah. I'm bleeding him out in this house. And like reinforcements show up and they're like, they see the grizzly scene and she's like, we're, we're taking this fucker through the whole town. They need to see him. Right so they tie him to like the top of a goddamn Ford Focus and drive him around. That's gay. 
by the way to let the fucking town know the 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 monster is dead the monster is dead come out and see him everybody but they're not done yet the last line that she gives michael before she kills him is she says i thought you were the maybe the boogie or i thought uh, i thought maybe you were the boogeyman no you're just a man who's about to stop breathing that's a line that laurie strode should have delivered for so many movies and didn't and finally delivers it here the fact that allison comes in is like yep gonna help the fact that they um strapped into the roof for a parade cute yep parades are gay all of them don't care and uh and the whole town's like and oh and that cop comes in and he's like that's not how this is done and they were like it's how it's done tonight <laughs> yeah it is tonight yeah it, it is, is tonight. tonight and it's like honestly i've read a lot of discourse about uh, twitter talk about people being like their feelings about this that's crazy as the ending of a series that is as long as it is watching <laughs> the town watch michael myers's body through the streets as they drive him to a wood chipper yeah yeah. Which, by the like way, an industrial, an industrial, an industrial grinding Chekhov's wood me- mechanism. Chipper from the Chekhov's wood chipping company that we see for a split second in the beginning. Um, and Lori climbs into it. Everybody's like, <gasps> Yeah, it looks Mom, like no. she's going down with the fucking yeah, story. Yeah, don't fucking do it because we don't even know where you're at right now, Lori. You gotta, like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta chill. Somebody get her, I don't know, a Valium or something. Cause she, like, Take a beat. It feels like, I, I feel like she's gonna need some chemical assistance in coming down from this. <laughs> yeah. And um and so she's standing there inside the wood chipper and gets handed Michael's body and guides him in as Allison hits that fucking lever and grinds him into a fucking bloody crunchy it's pulp. It's awesome. It is. It's awesome. awesome. It I is. don't know why people don't love it. Honestly, I, I don't know it. why people don't, especially people who liked kills from the from the position of the bloodlust. Yeah, being like the kills were the best. The violence was the best. Like I don't know how this isn't playing to those people. If you saw that and it didn't work for you, seriously, I want to know why. Because I don't. What I don't understand is like we got the whole sequence with Lori. And it's an incredible fight sequence with my uh, with Michael where she comes out on top. We even get Allison to make a choice for the first time in three movies. <laughs> and then they drive him to a wood chipper in front of everyone, including survivors of his abuse. And yeah. everybody in the town watches him get ground into a pulp where he cannot come back in any sort That's of feasible awesome. way. Like, That's awesome. Guys, what did you want? That's amazing. Because like, I, that came to my table and I didn't order it, but I didn't say anything. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to eat it. Yeah, you got the more expensive thing than what you ordered. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay, I'm not telling anybody. Yeah. I I was so satisfied. And then it gives yeah. us this um, cute little ending at the end where Lori actually, because like, listen, how many people say that they're writers, but they never write? Everybody. Yeah. How many people start a project and never finishes it? Most writers. Yeah. Not Lori. <laughs> Lori's like, the truth is evil doesn't die. It changes shape. And I'm like. Okay, I love that because you just invalidated the, by the way, evil doesn't die. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. Evil doesn't die. Love it. Yeah. It changes shape. Call back to the word shape, which is what we called Michael Myers in the first script. Even though it was never mm-hmm. said out loud, he was the shape. I love it. And the implication that, you know, maybe there's a little Michael Myers in all of us, but like without actually being explicit yeah. is kind of nice that evil in this entry changed the shape in the form of like Corey and kind of the town's darkness in a sense without overdoing it. Yeah, just without over fucking doing it because kills over kills, kills just overdid it. kills just was so goddamn patronizing about its yes 
messaging. It was like, hey, I like being hit over the head yes. with certain things. Uh, go for it. I don't. I love maximalism. Don't be subtle with me. Yeah. But it was so condescending. It's weird to be somebody how who's praising Ron more and then being like, this is too much. I, you know, I think it's messaging that can be too much. It's yeah. like be extra with the fun. You know be what I mean? Extra with the fun. And be sparing with your messaging because. Don't worry. We'll see it. We'll feel it. We'll hear it. And if you do a good job, it'll show in your work. Yeah. And in this case, seeing Lori have one fucking happy ending, to have yeah. her have her granddaughter, to have her have a special delivery from Cherry Blossom's guy at the grocery store and be like, hey, maybe there is a possibility there. And have like there not be like, I don't know, a dead arm in that basket, but just groceries. Like the fact <laughs> yeah. that there's no like weird winking twist in that moment, that she just actually completes her manuscript. She doesn't like, yeah. I don't know, throw it all away at the end. Like, it's nice. It's like... There is a, a Laurie Strode has been through so much and deserves this. And I will, I don't, you never have to let come her, her rest. I don't believe in coming for other movies in order to prop movies up. What no. I will say is there's a really interesting comparison here to the ending of screen three, which when I saw that ending, I felt like it was forced, like the door open and you know, the wedding ring inside the book. And I have a hard time with that ending and, and the cop that she has a relationship with, because I'm like, it doesn't necessarily feel happy to me. It feels better as an entry in a series than it does as a closing of a trilogy. This mm-hmm. feels like a happy ending. This feels like a closing. This feels to me like they really addressed that in a difficult and challenging way. Um, where we get to see Lori in a way that leaves me, at least, as a viewer feeling satisfied. And we get to see Michael destroyed in a way that feels satisfied. And we also get to see Corey not have his big, glorious, like, white terrorist yeah. moment. No. He just no. has a pathetic death. And then Michael it, makes it worse. I It is. I love I, it. I just, I had, a, I had a great time with this movie. I, I, it in no, in no way did I think that there was a viable recovery from kills. No. And I, I think actually for like the pieces that they had in their hands that they had given themselves, that they had made for themselves, I can't think of a way I want, I would, a different way I would have wanted this to have gone, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Except like more for like more for the actual women in the story who aren't Lori, because they truly just didn't know what to do the entire time. They did not know what to do with the entire time with a character that was not created by someone else that had a legacy by John Carpenter that was imbued with a whole life that they could show up and mold that clay. But once they had to like get the clay for themselves with characters like Allison, no, no fucking idea what to do. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. But as far as like the fun of this movie, uh, an absolute blast. I, I truly believe, I truly believe because I've seen this, Multiple times now. This isn't like I watched it once and I had a hot take and then I I doubled down on it because it's Twitter. It's like, no, I I, I gave this enough time and uh, and let it settle in to really see how I feel about it. And I truly believe that 20 years from now, this movie will have a different reception. I think this will be (laughs) like Halloween 3. I think this will be like... You know, not quite Jennifer's body. This isn't Jennifer's body, guys. But like, this is definitely easily... A Halloween three situation where it's like this movie definitely doesn't respect women the way Jennifer's body does. No, but <laughs> but I think that this movie is destined to be a cult classic. I think this mm. movie will will look back and be like, wow, what more did we want? And the answer will be women. But other than that, like yeah, as far yeah. as story, it, and which kills very much makes it a prime a prime Austerion movie, <laughs> which is what makes it a prime Austerion movie. I think that what's here is gold, and I and I actually and I don't think it's going to be. 
I, I do think some time is going to pass before it happens, but I actually do think this movie will someday get the recognition that it deserves and overcome this criminal 39% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's, uh, it, it's, it's odd. It, it's, for what I, I it's 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 just a bit it's just a bit strange to me where this one I don't understand uh, how it has mm-hmm. the same score as kills I don't understand how they're equal like a like c b equals c or whatever it's like how yeah I they they they, they, they to me they this seems like it undid everything and for the better yeah this this uh I I am grateful for how the how the bounce back uh for what it for how different it was from kills i'm grateful for what feels like a response to how terrible kills was to be like you know what let's just not do that again at all yeah and instead of like giving us more of the same it's uh, uh, this tri- this trilogy feels more like an anthology of halloween movies oh, i love that than it does a series because they just tried they just chose to make every movie accomplish something so different um which is a choice but you know what? I'm I'm happy for how the anthology went out. Me too. I I'm glad in it, this season of Halloween. Same. And it's such a pleasure and honor being able to talk about this with you, friend. I know I've been able to see a lot of your discussion online, and it has brought me great joy. But like, I get a little jealous because I'm like, why am I not talking about you with this? <laughs> I want to be on this. This is me and you, baby. Because we knew we would. Because yeah, we knew we, we knew. would. And um, gosh, happy Halloween. Happy what Halloween. A way to celebrate. This is a this is a pro Halloween's ends podcast. Halloween ends podcast. God, who knew? Fucking, if you had told me that at the beginning of the season, I no would way. have told you that your time machine's broken. Yeah, that's that a you, different. And you're timeline. here from another timeline. Or like, best. How do you know I'm not Sam Weinman? I I told you Halloween ends was my favorite Halloween. Right. Yeah. There and, it is. And here I am eating my hat. Blumhouse has done it. I can't believe it. But I <laughs> I love Halloween ends, and I cannot wait to see it again. And honestly, I'm so glad I got to see it with you. That your first time was with me shouting the me things too. that you wished. It was the only way. Uh, friends, you'll you'll never know the joy of seeing a horror movie with Jordan. <laughs> and, uh, and this is the kind of movie. If you have a Jordan in your life, find your Jordan. Watch Halloween, watch Halloween ends, together. ends together. Watch Halloween ends together. Give your because... friendship this gift. <laughs> yeah. yeah this this movie was a movie night. This movie was a movie night gift, and that that's an immediate winner. Goodbye.